0: Hi, you're listening to the podcast of Victory Santa Rosa. We pray that this message encourages you on your journey of faith in Jesus. So today, every tribe, every nation, as Pastor John mentioned, we are taking the two weeks of our time to talk about missions. Why missions? Why do we go to the nations? Well, part of it is because we are responding to the call of God. In deep wedding, We just receive God and not pass it on to others as well. It's not uh, just receiving the gospel. You know, personally, I received the gospel in 1984 and that moment I received the gospel, the Lord just worked in my heart. I was a college student and I said, Lord, I'm going to just go with you no matter what. At that time, there was no Sandra Ratilia yet. She was Sandra Sagon. Your classmate. Right? I met the classmate of Sandra earlier. And uh when I went to mission, I went to mission. I followed God. The Lord provided a wife. What's the point? If you are single today, looking for a spouse, maybe you need to go to missions with us. Biro lang. Ba? Malay mo, di ba? Anyway, why do we go to the nations? Because the heart of God is definitely for the nations of the world. Can you imagine with me? Just imagine with me this morning. It would be so... Not, I cannot imagine for one minute if it's only the Israelites that God will reveal Himself. Imagine that. It will be so boring, right? I don't know what the Philippines will have. If it was only the Jewish people. I am so glad that the Bible speaks of the heart of God for the nations of the world. And that's pretty much a huge reason why as followers of God, we go to the nations of the world. And uh, so we will talk about it. And we will also talk about the nations in particular in the book of Psalms. Why Psalms? Why the book of Psalms? Pastor, hindi ba yan? Uh, a bunch of prayers, a bunch of songs that they wrote uh, so that uh, they can actually go back to it later on? When we talk about the nations, we go to other parts like Acts eight, Matthew, you know, our favorite verse. We go to the nations, but no. The more I study the word of God, in the books, in the book of, of, of Psalms, amazing that the songs they wrote, that the prayers they wrote made mention about 175 references for God's heart for the nations. Amazing. I didn't see that before, but recently since we focused on the book of Psalms, I realized, wow, Lord, if you are using the book of Psalms to communicate about your heart, Therefore, we should also be listening to your heart as well for the nations of the world. Not only that, even a missiologist by the name of George Peter, it says one of the greatest missionary books is in the world is the book of Psalms. How is he able to say that? He's able to say that because as I mentioned earlier, if this was a prayer and a hymn, the more, then it was used. It's like hymn books, right? If you go to churches that use hymn books, you sing through the hymns and therefore you worship God through songs. The more you worship God, you'll be closer and closer to His heart. Because one cannot worship God without absorbing His heart for the nation. The closer you get to God, the closer you will hear His voice about His plans for the nation. So journey with me this morning, we're going to look at Psalm 65, verse focusing on verses 5 to 8, as we read the scripture this morning. And it's okay, you can just sit down, since it's a little bit cold morning, I don't want you to uh, stand now, we will just go ahead and read the Word of God. Please read with me, is that okay? At least naman mayroong gagalaw sa inyo, no? Hindi lang si pastor. Alright, are you are you there? Psalm 65, verses 5 to 8. I'm reading from the ESV. By awesome deeds you are, you answer us with righteousness, O God of our salvation, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas. The one who by his strength established the mountains being girded with might who steals the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, the tumult tumult of the peoples, so that those who dwell at the ends of the earth are in awe at your signs. You make the going out of the morning and the evening to shout for joy. Lord, thank you for the reading of your word. Father, I pray that you would help us this morning encounter you through your word and i pray that we will align our minds and our hearts right now so we could receive from you in jesus name amen earlier the title says the god god is the hope of all the ends of the earth i'd like to ask this question i don't know if you have if you remember this, or you have used this already, Habang may buhay, may pag-asa. You remember this? Habang may buhay, may pag-asa. In English, where there is life, there is hope. Now, in the Philippines, we always have that. Habang may buhay, may pag-asa. Eh kung nangliligaw ka, tapos sinabi no, patay. <laughs> Niligawan ko si Sandra. The first thing she said, even before I could even say a word. She said, if you're interested with me, my answer is no. Not even friendship. Ay, grabe. Iba patay na ang pag-asa natin ito. But the question that I'd like for us to understand a little bit about hope or my pag-asa is this. Because hope is a confident expectation of something. But, have you ever asked the question, who who said this? Where do we anchor that hope that we said, habang may buhay, may pag-asa? Is that just a word passed on from generation and we don't even ask the question, saan to? Where is it anchored? This morning, I'd like to present to you that the hope we are talking about is anchored on the word of God, verse five on the, the the psalm that we just read says, "The hope of all the earth, of of the ends, the hope of all the ends of the earth, and for all and of the farthest teams." That hope was something that the Israelites was holding on. Now imagine with me, okay, verses. O God of our salvation. Pastor Johnson explained this very well with us. When we encounter the word salvation in the book of Psalm, or in a a particular part in Psalm, the Israelites' mindset is that they were saved from slavery, right? It's not the salvation that we know now, but it is from slavery, and, and they could hold on to that. But imagine with me, you are saved from slavery, and you are praying, how many of them had false hope or were discouraged? A lot of time. If they were journeying, imagine they were journeying for so many years. They were eating the same food over and over again. They were looking back and they were murmuring and said, It is better in Egypt where there are spices, where food is good. We can relate with them. But yet, at the end of their time, they actually encountered the presence of God, the goodness of God, the love of God. They were actually freed from slavery all the way to their destination. Now, this morning, let me journey with you about the hope that we are talking about. Because hope is such a powerful word that most people are actually just saying that. oh, Just hope on something. Today, I want to bring that hope for us. And I hope that it will become alive in our hearts this morning. Verse 1 and 2, it says, Praise is due to you, O God, in Zion. And to you shall vows bow, shall be performed. O you. Who hear prayer to you shall all flesh come. The number one suggestion I have that we can put our hope in God is because He answered our prayers. Now I don't know what your experiences are when it comes to praying. Have you been? Are all your prayers answered? No. Not na ba kayo because? It's seemingly God is not answering your prayers. Some of you are saying, yes, I can relate with you. You know, I I just want to make an appeal this morning. You have different experiences when it comes to God not answering your prayer. I also know for a fact that if God answered all my prayers, I will not be here today. Why? Because the prayers I offered to God or asked God to answer, are very selfish prayers. Lord, bilin mo ko nyan, bilin mo ko nun. Lord, give me this, give me that. You know, As if God was just uh, a supermarket without a cashier. You just go, pick up everything. I'm so glad that not all of the things that I asked God for, He answered. Now, I don't know where you are as far as your experience is concerned about praying. But I hope that your experience will not in any way be a hindrance in anchoring your hope in who God is because He does answer your prayer. Let me suggest that your experience will be up to the standard of the Word of God. In other words, let your experience, whether God answered it or not, This is the standard of those prayers. And I pray that as you go along in your journey with God, you will not allow just a head knowledge of who God is and His love, but a heart knowledge through the Word of God. Because I must tell you now, God answers our prayers. Why? Because He hears us. He's not a God. Who is not listening to our prayers? About two years ago, our grandson was hospitalized. Um, I showed some pictures. You know, as a grandfather, it's so hard when you see a grandchild across. Uh, on the other side, they live in Hawaii. And so it's so hard, you know, when a, a six-month-old baby where else do we go? No, we pray. Today, I can honestly say, I enjoy my grandson. Why? Because he is a reminder for me that God answers prayer. That He hears that. Right, Carlo? Happy birthday, Carlo. Meron akong kapangalan kanina. I met him. He, They are here from Singapore. Eh, imagine. In Santa Rosa, I met another Carlo who is just as good-looking as I am. Ha! Yun lang talaga. Happy birthday, bro. Alright? So, God hears you. Tingnan mo yung katabi mo. Yung sa kanan. Hindi sa kaliwa. Ayan, ayan. Tingnan mo. Ayan. Sabihin mo. God hears your prayer. Yeah. Vince, bakit hindi ka convinced? Ayan, ha? I want... That's a good anchor of our hope. We can put our hope in God because he hears us. Amen. Amen. I hope you're not tired of asking God. I hope you're not tired of saying, "Lord, I need you." In fact, there's a typhoon coming, diba? Right? And I'm so glad you're here in church. Let's continue to ask God. Lord, you hear, you will hear our prayer. It is not the first time we ask God for a Misdirection of a typhoon. He hears us. Second, let's look at verse 3 and 4. It says, When iniquities prevail against me, you atone for our transgression. That's a powerful statement right there. Because in the Old Testament, now listen to this, in the atonement is basically to convert, to reconcile, to pacify. Now, in the Old Testament, for them to have an, on the day of atonement, on the day of their religious practices, Aaron the priest will need one ram and two goats. Those animals will be sacrificed. If you are a goat or two goats, it will be ruffled and one becomes a scapegoat, so buhai, released, signifies the freedom from sin, the other one will be killed. The wrong will be also be killed. And that's, that's the practice. You know, Hebrews tells us that all those are just reminders of their sins. It will not forgive them of all their sins. It will just cover up. And Hebrews would also tell us that comes the perfect sacrifice in Jesus Christ once and for all. He becomes the atonement of our sins. So amazing. Today, we actually celebrated that. We had our communion to remind us of what Christ did. Not of our sins as Pastor Jerry reminded us also. But on what Christ did on the cross for you and me. So we can put our hope in God because God hears our prayer and God saves us. Know that you are saved from all your sins. God has forgiven you. How? No more goats. No more rams. Pastor John, imagine if we will bring animals here every Sunday. I don't think monochrome will like it. Right? I, I wouldn't like it. Bliss, would you like to bring animals? I don't think Bliss would appreciate that. <laughs> right? Animals are pet. Animals are for food, not for sacrifice. Later, I'll be I'm excited for all your BYOL plus three. You know who you are. I'm talking to you. All right. So number three the one who by his strength established the mountains, being girded with might. Who steals the roaring of the seas. The roaring of the waves. The tumult of the peoples. What does that mean? Well, God hears our prayer. God saves us. God is in full control. When we think about His might. is so powerful. He created the mountains. Mountains only He created you. He created you and I. Amazing. But yet He says, He also... Stops or steals. The roaring of the waves. I don't know what. Roars you are listening right now. I don't know what kind of. Noises. That stops you from believing. What God has promised you. But let me declare this to us today. God. Is. In full control. That's why we can hope in Him. Not on the things that you have done yesterday or you are about to do next week. Those will be gone as well. We experienced that during pandemic two years ago. Were you in control when pandemic hit? No. Did you even imagine you go to the grocery store with a plastic thing in front of you. Tapos ako pa may salamin. Tapos magmamask ka pa. Kanina, I was talking to Bliss. I was a little bit ashamed because the steam comes to my eyes. And if I take this out, I cannot see my, I cannot see his face. The first time I've met him, I want to see his face. So ito, in my mask pa. At one point, I told my wife, just in case I will not survive, these are the things you will do. And then I realized, wow. What a pastor. Confessing something because of the things that I'm experiencing or confessing on the promises of God in our lives. Where are you as far as your hope is concerned? That's why I like, and I want to go back to verse 5. But that's just a reminder for all of us this morning. Hope is... Here in our hearts, He's a real person. We've accepted him as our Lord and Savior. God hear's our prayer, God saves us, and God is in full control. No matter what the economy says, the lowest, I'm afraid to say this because this is here. the dollar has sunk, right? What will happen? The sugar is so, so high. I was drinking coffee yesterday. I ordered for a brown sugar. I was surprised. When I opened it, it's white. What happened? They said, Sir, mahal na kasi ang sugar. Ha! Yung brown-white na dahil yung sugar. Eh, sabi mo, may eh, ako. And you know, reminder, right? all right. Now, let me declare this the hope of all the ends of the earth is in God alone. Now, if we have God, and we, I am saying we can establish the fact that we have hope in Him, so the question is, how do we bring this hope to the nations? How do we do that? Because we're talking about missions, every tribe, every nation. How do we do that? Is it only for Pastor Carlo and Miss Sandra? No. Because if that is the case, then we will not be able to reach the nations of the world. You and I, now you look at the person on your left, this time on the left. Jan. Some of you don't know where your left and your right. They're still confused. Left is this one, and right is this one. Okay? All right. That person on your left can be part. Of bringing that hope to the nations. How? By praying. We can pray. How many of you knows how to pray? Of course we know how to pray, right? We teach that in church. We pray for our food. We pray for our needs. We can also pray for the nations of the world. Because Mark eleven seventeen 17, it says, My house shall be called the house of prayer for all the nations. When we plant churches to nations, we do prayer walking as the advanced party. We did that and all the church plants that we've done. And I want us to know, even now as the pandemic is, we call it endemic, Now we're reaching that place. Post-pandemic, we actually are going to plant a church in Busan, Korea. Pastor Jonathan, two weeks ago, went there with the team. They were going to the campuses of Busan, South Korea. Those uh Korean pop uh, followers, K-drama followers, ay, ay sayo, let's go to Busan. Great opportunity. Every time you re- watch a K-drama, you also pray. And you don't understand what they say anyway. So you might as well pray, right? Don't? Now, some of you are just smiling. <laughs> Prayer. There is. Power when you pray. I want us to know that. How do I know that? You know, we are praying for the country of for the longest time. And we cannot even penetrate. We cannot even go there. Because it's bawal. You cannot go. We prayed. And God has a different plan. For About four or five years ago, came to the Philippines with his family. He's married to a Filipina. He was in Robinson's Galleria for a business uh, meeting. Lo and behold, the Lord opened a door for one of our pastors to preach the word to him. Cut the long story short, he received Christ together with his family. Months later, he got baptized with his whole family. Amazing, right? An answer to prayer. Now, I'm so excited because they did not only get baptized after two months. Him and his family went back as missionaries to his own country. He did not only go there, but he actually established six churches and six cities. Amazing! I don't know. I get so excited when those things happen. It can only be done by God's wisdom and through prayers. That's one. The second thing that we can do as part of Victory Santa Rosa is to give. We support Because of your giving, my wife and I, you know, are recipients of your giving. Over the last 20 plus years of our existence in the ministry, we went to Myanmar, to the States, to Houston, to Indonesia, because a church prayed for us and gave towards the things that we can do. or Financially. Today, over the last two years, because of pandemic, Because of your giving, we were able to give a health insurance to our missionaries. Some of them got COVID. Thank God for your generosity. We are able to get a good health health provider. And they are all able to benefit from it. Thank you. In missions for victory, we call ourselves Every Nation Missions Philippines. Because of your giving... We are in we are 196 Filipino missionaries all over the world. That's an amazing statistics for me. nakatingin lang ano. Kasama kayo dito. We are not if you compare us to another missions organization we we're, we're very young. We're 36 years old as far as Missions is concerned. Because we got, we started giving into missions in 1986. Today we are 196. We are able to send 196 Filipino missionaries. We can also go. So we can pray, we can give, we can also go. I mentioned this 196 missionaries. We are, these are Filipinos. We are in 38 nations. That is an amazing accomplishment as far as nations is concerned. 38 nations. We don't only send full-time missionaries because some of you are thinking, Oh, I can't leave my wife. I can't leave my work. I cannot leave anything. But you can go on short-term missions. This is our 10 days mission. We uh, change the name from short-term missions to 10 days because we literally go to nations where Mission work is illegal. So when the immigration would ask us, what are you doing here? We're here on a 10 days trip. And that's our short-term missions. When you go to nations where you're not allowed to go and evangelize, you just say we're here for 10 days. And I'm excited because I want to announce that next year, we're going to 10 nations. And I want to challenge some of you here today. We're going to Bangladesh, Cambodia, Vietnam, Uzbekistan, Thailand, India, Timor-Leste, Laos, Tajikistan, and Kazakhstan. I want us to be participating in in going to this nation in a short term. How many of you have experienced short-term outreach here? Ten days. There are several of you. We want to send more from Victory Santa Rosa. We want to send... People who will pray. That's right. Go ahead and clap your hands. you want to be able to see people who will be giving. A peso you give means a lot in the mission field as well. Now, just to give you a picture, because we don't exist independently, we are also part of a bigger body of churches called Every Nation. Now, in the Every Nation world, here's our statistics. Uh, there are 195 nations that's recognized by United Nations. We are in 81 nations. Okay? 81 nations. Remember earlier, I said 38 nations where we find Filipinos. That's actually 47% of the, of, if you, if you look at it in percentages. But we are not in 140 nations. That, my friend, is where I want To bring our attention as far as nations is concerned. Maybe some of you, God is speaking already to be part of the answer to the need that we have to go to the nations. 114 nations. That's a lot. We're not there yet. How do we bring this hope to the nations? Three practical aspects. We can pray, we can give, and we can go. I want us as a church to bring that hope to the nation. We receive hope, we anchor our hope on His Word and who He is. And when we receive that hope, we don't just let that hope stay in us. That would be so selfish if that's, we want to be conduit of that hope to others as well. As God called Abraham and he says, I will make you a blessing. You are blessed because you will be a blessing to the nations. We will do the same thing. You know, you're looking at your situation right now. Pastor, hirap na hirap na ko. We understand that. But I want us to look at, to look, look up to God and say, Lord, I'm having a difficulty right now, but I can still be involved. By praying, by giving, and by going to the nations. Hope is anchored And who God is. We receive that. We bring that to the nation. This has been the Victory Santa Rosa podcast. To see more church updates, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Victory Santa Rosa.